everyone. You're listening to another episode of Ruling the Games. This is episode number three, and the subject of the day is stacking. So if you've ever wondered what stacking is, how to do it, how to super stack, if you want tips, tips or hints, not from me, though I will tell you I've recruited two super stackers to help me with this podcast. So it's, uh, it's going to be a great a great episode. But before we get started, I want to make a few um, comments out there about the fan forums. I recently discovered a really great page devoted to We Rule on Facebook. It's go to facebook.com slash We Rulers, W-E-R-U-L-E-R-S. It's managed by Chant681, and it's a great page. It's very warm and friendly, helpful, folks are posting photos and uh, sharing, you know, hints with each other and, uh, you know, answering questions for each other. So that's another great place to connect with other players and to uh, learn more about the game and, and to share pictures of what you're creating in your kingdoms. Also going on over at uh, Mojo Farm is Rebecca, plus name I Maiden, is doing a, a live tutorial on in, the, in their chat area there on how to use Photoshop to create images that you can then put into your banner in the forum. Some folks put a quote, they put their name, some people like to put an image in their signature area on uh, that shows up in their post. And she's showing people how to do that. Uh, she's also posted a series of tutorial videos that she made that go through and explain the techniques of layering and so forth. So by the time this podcast airs, the, the live chat will be done, but you can go over there and check out her videos and instructions on how to do that. Then over at ngmocogames.com, another fan forum devoted to ngmoco games, the site owner, Aklamora, recently visited NGMoco. So how kind of cool is that? And he posted pictures. So if you want to see some photos of the folks that work there and their offices and read a little bit about his trip, go to his blog on NGMoco Games. And uh, other players, other rulers have blogs there too. Jules has been posting tips. Most recently she uh, explains what to do if you accidentally delete something that you didn't mean to delete. Uh, also how to post pictures of your realms in the forum and speaking of posting photos Tobin NYC who does a lot of really interesting design work and also creates stories about his realms has updated um, his blog with his journey to Shangri-La which has a sequence of photos and and story about that so very cool to check out lots going on in the fan forums you don't have to be a member to to read what folks are doing or posting but register and if you do then you can wander into chat or you can post your own questions or comments and and it does become more fun when you when you interact with your other fellow rulers and speaking of interacting with rulers today i have joining me two guys that are um, very good very accomplished at stacking They've taken it to another level, and they're masters at super stacking, which I have yet to master. So I'm hoping to learn something today. And uh, joining me first is Doug. Welcome, Doug. How you doing? Good, Lisa. How you doing? Pretty good. Share your plus name with everyone. Uh, my plus name is D Lordry D L O R G R E. If you're on uh, Mojo Farm, you can't miss me in, in every single thread. Yes, he, he's a <laughs> he's a moderator over there, and he posts in every thread. 
at least once. So you will not find in that, every thread, but pretty much. Uh, I'm, I'm still yet to know, post in I, a okay. French section. I, I think. will give a dollar to somebody who can find a thread that you haven't posted in. Okay, <laughs> I will PayPal them a dollar if they can find it. I'm kidding. I think though. you're going to be a lot of PMs. Yeah, they'll everybody go create a thread and then do a screenshot, you know. But no, seriously, uh, Doug is very active, and 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 we're grateful that he's very active over on Mojo Farm because he does keep that forum a warm and friendly place and you're also over at ng moco games because you have a blog there too yeah i post uh on both sites and i recently made a blog about uh uh someone had asked me for a, a picture detail of how to super stack ancient lighthouses so i went ahead and took my first shot at posting a little blog and an instructional thing and hopefully it's able to uh, help some people very good. And also joining me, because I need not one but two to help me with this big subject, is plus name Nilinux, but I get to call him Andrew, right? Welcome, Andrew. Yeah, that's fine. Well, and thanks. why don't you spell Great your plus podcast. name for everybody? Oh, yeah. It's K-N-I-L-L-I-N-U-X. So Nilinux is the way to pronounce it. Nilinux. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll stick with Andrew. All right. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I'm just going to fess up here and tell everybody. We, this is because I'm, I'm having this bizarre deja vu that I have to get out of my head. Um, this is our second time at this because we almost finished this uh, uh, discussion and um, we had a little technical problem and we lost our chat. So um, I think what we can do then is, you know, so if we're a little bit scattered, we're kind of saying everything over again. <laughs> At least that's how I feel. So I just wanted to put that out there. But um, sometimes things happen for interesting reasons. So we'll see. I, I think we probably need to stay away from, you know, the bad juju or whatever we called upon us when we were going back into the dark days of early stacking. You know, maybe that's what <laughs> caused the wires to fry. But in any case, um, to, to set the stage here, I want to explain to everybody just what stacking is. It's when you take two or more items. Um, well, you have to do it one at a time. So you take two items, and basically you're putting them closer together than you normally can. When you're placing items um, out of inventory or, or out of the build menu, you know, there's they sort of can only go so close together. When you're moving things around in redesign, they can only go so close together. But there's a technique that we're going to share with you today that allows you to put things on top of each other or just closer together. So if you're designing and you just want things to, to fit a little closer together because it would look better or, or create the look that you want, then stacking allows you to do that. Or if you want to be able to idle more businesses um, because and put them in a smaller space, stacking allows you to do that. So those are the primary reasons why people stack, to either get a visual look that they want or to be able to put more assets into a space, into a realm, than they would be able to otherwise. So that's kind of the basics. Um, Doug, when did you um, when did you first start playing We Rule? Tell me again when you started <laughs> to play We Rule and how you got into stacking. Well, uh, the lovely Mrs. Doug bought me an iPad for my birthday in uh, June of 2010, and I started playing. It was a, one of the top ten must-have apps on some website I looked at, so I downloaded it, and I of course was instantly hooked, and I I got to a part where it said find friends and. So I Googled how to find friends. I found one page where you could like pay to put your plus name on there. I said, I don't think I'll do that. And then the second page I found was Mojo Farm, and I started lurking and eventually um, saw you know kind of the controversy talking about stacking, and I eventually 
found a video made by uh, Tails, T-A-E-L-E-S. Is that how you spell that plus name? Yes, and he was one of the early okay. stackers. Right, he made a video on YouTube, and I'm sure he won't mind if I give out his YouTube name because you can see it when you search it. It's got a, a, a bunch of views. I, I wish I actually looked at it to see the exact number, but I think it's got well over 10,000 views, um, maybe even 20,000 by now. But his, his YouTube name is P-A-I-G-E-L-O-R-E, Page Lore. And um, I found that video, and you know, it took me a while. I'm not going to lie. Like I watched the video, and I was like, wow, he makes it look really easy when he does it. But it took a lot of patience and practice, and I probably started stacking about four or five months after I started playing the game. Yeah, tails. And it made me sorry about that. It mainly took so long because um, I stacked when I learned how to stack. It took me a long time to figure out where to touch my hands to harvest. This was pre-harvest, obviously, and that was the only thing inhibiting me from stacking. So finally, I figured I figured out that part of it after I figured out the actual stacking part. I decided to start doing it more often. Yeah, and Tails was one of the early stackers. He he did a lot of interesting design with Reroll, and that was right. his video was really the first that I remember of someone actually making you know kind of an instructional video on Reroll. At least um, a member of Mojo Farm. He was the first um, person there that did. And if you go to Mojo Farm, that's mojo-farm.com, they have a, a list of links, helpful links, and that if you didn't catch the the name here or couldn't quite make it out. If you go to Mojo Farm in the list of helpful links, there's one to that and, and to some other similar videos as well. Yeah, one of our former uh, nice moderators put that together. I think Lisa Dream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. She's she's not there so much anymore, is she? No, she's uh, hiding. Yeah. <laughs> um, Andrew, what about you? When did you start? All right. Um, well, I'm I'm actually a college student right now, and I found We Rule about a year ago. Actually, um, I was just bored in class one day and looking through top apps lists, and there it was. And yeah, the art style was really nice looking. It didn't look like you know some of the cheap flash games that well, that a lot of apps look like. And so I was like, you know, this might be worth you know investing some time in. And the, I really loved the way the game played out, like the the businesses and all all that stuff. And I just saw it as a strategic game with design being secondary, and that just really excited me. So I instantly just went online looking for information about all the different businesses and things like that. And it wasn't long before I stumbled on Mojo Farm. And um, you guys are hearing this story for the second time now, but uh, we yeah, love it, was, Andrew. We love it. <laughs> But yeah, it was really interesting when I actually first started posting. You guys, you guys remember that the old form had kind of a weird um, password reset thing that I couldn't really figure it out. I actually lost my password the day I signed up, and so I was actually forced to lurk, lurk for a few months because I never got around to resetting my password. And um, so basically, I finally made another account. I emailed, um, I PM nine nines actually, and uh, he got my um, password back to me, and about. Ten minutes after that happened, I got an email from Angie Moko telling me that I was the first winner in the iPod Touch contest with the custom skin and all that. So that was really exciting. So my first post actually ended up being telling the community all about, you know, that I was a winner and uh, what was happening. And I got to share pictures with the community, which was really cool. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was it was great to because I think I was the only person from it, Mojo Farm who. Um, got to be one of the winners of that contest, so it was great to be able to share that with the community. And yeah, yeah after that, I just for sure you are. You, 
donated it to your, you gave it to your sister, if I recall correctly, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah, she, she's been using it for a while, and she's been playing We Roll too. Um, my, uh, she can find her uh, plus name in my signature on Mojo Farm. She actually has um, an interesting kingdom going on. She, she's been, she's been a super stacker like I, I have. I kind of taught her the ways, you know. Um, and um, she, she's, she's actually been trying to level up to the highest level while keeping her main kingdom with the level one castle. Which is oh, wow. which is really interesting, and it it's kind of exciting because after a while we started noticing a lot of her friends started making the exact same making new accounts and doing the exact same thing and adding her. So she has maybe five friends who are in level seventies with you know level one castles, and it's really cool to see that like in the in the in the social, yeah yeah. That that is really neat, and you know that's one of the reasons I think they brought those early castles out as businesses is because people have asked for so long now you know they now what we would all love to do is we want to be able to you know revert to any castle that we want i mean it's nice that they came out with those as businesses but what all of us have said all along is it'd be great once you you know pay the coin and reach the level and and you can upgrade your castle it would be nice design wise to be able to then choose which castle that you want to appear in your kingdom you know um, but it's kind of like a you can't go back you know once you go to the next castle you know you can't go backwards and uh, it is kind of fun to see I, I've seen a few people like that on the social map that have um, one of the older castles and, and then you see their level and it's kind of <laughs> funny you know so what's your sister's plus name tell everybody um, it's actually FLX Revenant. So you spell that F L X R E V E N A N T. All right. So yeah. if anybody wants to see this, you know, super stack kingdom with, I forget what what it's called. Uh, what that first castle is called? Is it a keep or something? Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you can even jump on the train yourself and try to make your own high level. <laughs> That's, yeah. funny. That's yeah. funny. That's funny. So, um, so to get us started here, because um, well, the first thing we want to do is cover just some of the basics. You know, how do you stack? The reason to stack, I think we've kind of already started talking about. But Doug, walk us through how to actually stack one item on top of another. Okay. Um, well, as you stated before, each item has areas. It's you know called a footprint of the of the of the asset that you can't build on top of once you place it. If you notice, like the Edinburgh Castle has a big footprint. Some other items have smaller footprints, like the Painter Studio. But anyways, so what I do is I take my um, stacking piece, which is like a road that I use to to uh, do my stacking. I take it out of the inventory or buy it, whatever, move it close close to the asset, and I touch my stacking piece or my stacking helper, and um, the little the little white bubble comes up where you can rotate, sell, or put it back in the inventory. And I make sure that my little white bubble, the one of the corners, is right by the bottom half of the asset. And I hold down the little white corner while touching. I touch the inventory bubble and the asset at the same time, hold it down until the asset darkens. Once it darkens, it's ready to be able to um, be stacked upon. And I take my second asset, which I'm trying to stack upon it or even stack closer to it, and I move it and I place it there. And um, while I'm moving the second asset, it'll darken. And you can put it on top of the first asset, not directly on top of it. There's still a little, little, little uh, piece that, that won't um, get stacked completely on because they won't go right on top of each other. But um, I put it there, and that second asset will unlight, and you stack. That's right. And you mentioned that um, you've 
you've tried doing this on an Android, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's um, unfortunately it is only for iOS. If you're playing on Android, stacking is not available in the game. I'm not sure why or what happened with it, but um, when I tried on the Android version, I just wasn't. I was, I was able to do it one time on the first day it came out. I was never able to reproduce it, and I've talked to several Android players who have the same issues. And um, actually, NG Moco stated before the Android version came out that stacking was not going to be available on the Android version. What happens if you're if you're if you have a, the game open on an Android and um, you go into your kingdom and you go into a realm where you have things already stacked? Do they unstack? No, in fact, it's pretty actually cool. It's, it's like, um, I don't know if you've ever watched like a time-lapse video of when I'm building something, or like, for instance, a, a popular one in sports is changing a basketball court to an ice rink and watching like the three hours go real fast and then right. seeing the final project. Each asset is placed individually and you can watch it. So if, if, you go into a, if you go into a realm with like 1,500 items, it takes a long time because it watches it, place it, place it, place it, place it, uh, it over and over. And it's really mm-hmm. cool to watch, actually, but it does take a, a pretty long time to load, but it doesn't crash. The game, that game on Android, uh, I think the reason they do it is to help with the crashing, and I've never crashed out of my Android. I'm sure other people have, but I've never crashed out of my Android app. Uh, okay. Interesting. Now, um, Andrew, what about you? Well, tell us, um, base, how do you stack two items on top of each other? Yeah, I, I, I pretty much do it about the same way. There, there's... I feel like there's a little difference though, maybe I misheard, um, but usually what I do is I do the same thing where you position a building um, like above or below, depending on where the, you expect the bubble to pop up, but you want to position it so that the bubble, the corner of the bubble ends up right next to the base of the building you want to darken and stack another building onto. And what you can do is just like put your finger, not so that you're pressing any of the buttons on the bubble, but put it right on the corner, and then, so you're also not highlighting, I mean, not pressing the building. It's kind of a, kind of get in the middle there. And then just, like, drag your finger a little bit towards the building, and the building will instantly darken. Uh, I I don't know, I don't know, is that what you were describing, Doug? It sounded like you were, you were highlighting the building and waiting for it to darken um, permanently. Is that, is that what you were saying? Yeah, the way yeah the way I do it is I I push my finger on it and it takes like two seconds and then it'll darken it'll stay darkened. Oh, I see. Okay, well, so you, so you slide your you slide your finger or you just yeah you, yeah if you if you put your finger right on the corner and then drag your finger over onto the building then it'll just instantly darken the building you don't have to you don't, you don't have to wait at all. That's what I do. Right. I do like a flick. Like I I take the I have the bubble near the building I want to darken and then I just sort of flick my finger from the bubble to the building. Mm-hmm. Right, I do it. I do it a little differently because I found when I was doing the slide like that, my assets would move a lot. Especially when you know we'll get into later when I was super stacking, oh. I would essentially start kind of losing items, and I would start um, losing a little patience. And that's what to me stacking really is when you're learning is just patience and starting over. And mm-hmm. you know, if you make a mistake, you know, if you, like you mentioned before, Jules made a blog about what happens if you sell an item and you don't want to. You can do the same thing if you if you're making a, a stack like if you're stacking a row of things and all of a sudden you know you lose one of your items in the stack if, as long as you haven't saved you can close out a Wii rule and you know close the app completely go back in and it, it won't have saved so that's when I was learning how to stack that's what I ended up doing a lot and like I said when I did that slide thing I just kept losing my items so that's why I, I started doing it the way I do it. So the key things here for folks that are new to stacking first you have to be in redesign mode. 
And then what you're doing is you're, you're using the bubble that comes up when you want to, when you touch something and it lets you put it in inventory or sell it. You're using that bubble. That's the bubble that these guys are talking about. And you're using that to darken another item. And once it's darkened, then it sort of goes into the background. So it sort of, it sort of goes into the floor, so to speak. And it, and it's, you can still see it, but it's as if now you can move something on top of it. The game kind of forgets it's there. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like now you can put something in the same physical space. So that's sort of the basic of what stacking means, and that's why you can put things on top of each other or really close together. Um, now, you know, when when we were last together, we also talked about how this, you know, was it, – it, maybe it still is to some extent, but not so much anymore. It used to be a very controversial topic. Um, people used to, when it first came out, and, and Andrew, I think you made the point that it was kind of a, a sort of a secret, you know, that a lot of people didn't really know how to do it, and they thought that people that were doing it were somehow hacking the game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's exactly right. That. Talk about the early days of stacking. Yeah, um, well, people would people would go into um, other realms and see buildings stacked on each other. And obviously that wasn't, um, you know, part of the mechanics they were familiar with. So they couldn't see any explanation other than, you know, these guys are cheating maybe. And it, it, and it's, it was kind of, kind of interesting because um, while it, while it was true that, um, you know, some of the other players might've been able to earn more XP through doing that, um, the interesting thing with reroll is it's a lot different from other, you know, it's not necessarily competitive online game. The the way it works is um, rather than, you know, in like a combat situation maybe in another game, you might be pitted against another player, and if that player has an advantage, then you're at a disadvantage. But in reroll, it's a lot different because kingdoms, the only interaction you have with another person's kingdom is to, you know, to either go in and, you know, look at their designs or whatnot, or to order from them. From them, So if they're stacking and they're building up their kingdom faster, that's actually an advantage for you because maybe they'll be able to get more of those high-tier buildings for you to order from. And that just, you know, it just helps pull the entire community up. And- I, l- I love that point. You know, I'm so glad you made it again because I had already forgotten it. But it is, one, as I said before, it is one of my favorite aspects of this game is that, you know, how and what so- what someone else does in their kingdom Really, it doesn't impact you because we're not competing with each other. My assets don't grow faster if yours grow slower. You know, um, what you do, whether you whether you design, you have a lot of low earning assets, or you stack in a bunch of high earning assets. However, you play the game is just how you play the game, and it doesn't take away from what someone else does. And I really, I really appreciate that so much about this game and the only time and and this this is the one thing that really bothered me most um in all of the events i know that's another topic for another podcast people have a lot of feelings about those but um in some of the events they um did a prize for you know people that you know were in the top you know um whatever top 100 100, or gathered so many yeah. yeah and um 
the one time that they took a straight top like 150 and only those people got the prize, that was the one thing I liked least about all the events. And I'm so glad that they switched it to if you caught at least 150 or, you know, whatever, because that way, you know, everybody has really an equal chance in order to, whether it's, you know, earn a prize or get to a level there are disadvantages but that's life you know some people have more time to play than others do and if you play more then yes you can advance more you know i mean but that's but it's all about then it's really in your hands you know it's it's all about how often you play how often you harvest and all of that and it doesn't someone else's gain doesn't take away from your opportunity and i I love that I, and I happen to agree with uh, both of you guys, but that wouldn't be any fun. So uh, just to play devil's advocate, back when the leaderboard, X, you know, the XP leaderboard now is gone, but when the leaderboard XP, uh, excuse me, XP leaderboard was there, people really did did feel it as a competitive. You know, some people that I did it, but people really felt it as a competitive game, and that was the only way they were judging how they did. It was okay today. I'm 300 in XP. Let's see if I can get up to 200. Let's see if I can get up to 100. And so back when the game started people would see, you know, these very high-ranked kingdoms, and they would have all these rubies in their, you know, main realm before there were any other realms. Like, there was a couple of these, I think you said it was a couple of months before. When I started playing, they already had all the side realms. But you said it was a couple of months before they brought them in, so people would see that and say, oh, that's how they're getting so much XP. They're number one, they're number two, they're number three, whatever it was. And it, it, it really did uh, take a toll on them, and they felt like they were being cheated, and they were at a disadvantage. But like you said, you know, people have different time to spend on the game. People have different money to spend on the game. And the, the game, to me, is about designing your kingdom the way you want it. And it's not judging by based on how others are doing. Right, and that's and that's the biggest, my, my biggest criticism to NG Moko regarding stacking is that I wish that um, they would have, you know, in, because the thing is, that with the competition with the leaderboard, um, sure, people are sort of racing to see who can get there first. But the point is, is that what someone does doesn't take away <clears throat> an opportunity that someone else has. So both right. people, you know, it's up to them as far as how much they want to play or whatever. The problem with stacking is that it created the illusion that there was cheating going on. It created the illusion that somehow someone had access to something that no one else did, you know, and that's not true. Anybody can stack. It may take some time to learn to do it, but again, anyone, you know, can do that. It's, uh, well, I guess we should qualify anyone playing on an iOS device. So, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, droid users, but in any case, it, and I think what happened was, you know, in the beginning when it was sort of secretive and NG Moco wasn't really clear about it, you know, later they came in with realm limits to try to create some kind of boundary with it but i wish they would have on their blog or somewhere on their website just said hey this is something that you can do and redesign and um you know and so that people really understood early on that it isn't some kind of illegal hack or corruption of the game yeah the problem... playing uh, switzerland in the middle of just saying neutral i'm sorry sorry to interrupt Andrew. Go ahead. it's fine yeah the problem is is that the the glitch was around for so long they were never fixing it and so it was between the community and the customer service department of ng milko to try to work out the rules when they weren't hard rules in the game and so what we what you what you got was since there were no official announcements or anything there were basically just rumors of what the rules might be and what ng milko's position was that 
certain times. And for the average player, they're not keeping up to date on all these things that are happening, you know, between between the, the you know the community online. They don't know about um, what's going on, and so it, it was it, it was kind of awkward because I, I if if I remember right, there were rumors that um, you know sometimes Ng Moko might have gone in and um, like. If someone was a massive super stacker or whatever, they might have taken their stacks and refunded their coins, and so that got a lot of people, you know, kind of edgy about that. But at the same time, there were no set rules, so yeah, there, yeah, were, it, there were definitely there were definitely a couple kingdoms that happened to. Uh, I'm not going to mention any plus names, but there were definitely kingdoms that that happened to. And then after they sort of mentioned like you were talking about the rum limits, they they sent out emails to certain players and said, "Hey, you've got how many days to remove." these uh, certain amount of rupees, and if they didn't, they, they did suspend some accounts, and they were able to become unsuspended after uh, emails with NG Moko after they followed the rules, but but it, it was kind of interesting how they had no really hard rules, and all of a sudden they had a hard rule, and were, enforced, were trying to enforce it. I gotta tell you something hilarious that happened to me, and this is back when, right around that time when they started actually going through and reducing the amount of rubies some people had in their kingdoms. I have, in one of my realms, I have 17 17, that's all, 17 ruby groves in a little bit of a kind of a curvy pattern. 17. I wake up that morning, you know, I'm going in, my the rubies in that are gone. And I thought, what happened? And I mean, they eventually restored them, but I thought it was so crazy because I was nowhere near and still am not anywhere near in the top even 1,000 or 2,000 of XP earners of this game, you know. I had 17 ruby groves, and they were <laughs> they, they were deleted out of my, you know, out of my West Realm, and so... A, gl- a glitch in the NG Moco matrix. <laughs> yes, exactly, so it was funny. So there was a lot of stuff there, and, and I think the, the, the worst part, though, for me was the sense that it, it pitted a lot of players... You know, against each other. It never bothered me. Even I was, I'm a latecomer to the stacking game, so um, I, I, it just wasn't something that I, I tried or I, I did, but it didn't bother me or I really didn't care that other people did. And, and um, I wish that it hadn't kind of been divisive for so long. Now I think it's, people are very open about it. It's something mm-hmm. that's discussed now a lot. And the realm limits have kind of capped, so it really doesn't matter. Um, whether someone stacks or not, there is only so much that you're going to be able to cram of that business, you know, into that. Um, fortunately, some businesses yet have yet to have limits, and we'll talk about that later. But yep. in any case, um, yeah. I think yeah that- so, well, so anyone who wants to know, know more about some of the controversy, because it is pretty interesting. Um, I actually wasn't around for the first part of it, but I found out a lot about it from looking at old blogs and things like that. So a lot of those blogs are now deleted, and you know everyone knows that the um, old Mojo Farm um, forum is now gone. So a lot of those records are gone. But there's there's one blog I kind of wanted to plug in here that. that uh, that has a lot of really great discussions um, and essays about, you know, as this stuff was happening, like, it kind of goes through and talks about all the different, like, perspectives on this controversy that was going on. It's called um, We Ruled the Hidden Grimoire, and it's at oh. wrgrimoire.com. That's W-R-G-R-I-M-O-I-R-E.com. 
And it's it's very, very interesting to go back into some of the old blog postings because he has very, very detailed, you know, analysis on, you know, all the players that were involved and what everyone was talking about at that point, way back in the day when this controversy was happening. So it's very cool to look at. I forgot. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a he's got a very nice resource. Excuse me. He's got a very nice resource over there, of, uh, especially because you can still go through all the paths of what he's talking about. And you know, he's mm-hmm. a very uh, smart player and smart person. He's got a, a really nice analysis of a lot of things over there. Interesting. Well, so far, you know, we've covered basics of on why you would stack, how to do it, and some of the history. One more basic thing that I want to uh, cover before we move on is, once you've stacked things together, can how do you harvest? Is it is it do you find that it's difficult to harvest? <laughs> I mean, forget about the I, work uh, for a second because we're going to get to but, that. But you know, that can be an impediment for some people in stacking. Is you know, it can be tricky then to get your you know get your gold or flip your orders. Right, and I don't remember if I sorry if I remember if I talked about it in our first conversation or second conversation, but this was this was uh, the reason that I I came so late to stacking because I couldn't figure out the find I couldn't figure out the you know I call it the sweet spot I'm not sure what anybody else called it I couldn't find the sweet spot of of the grows when they were when they were all together so it would take me a long time and it's just practice on finding the exact spot of where to hit it and um, you know like we we created a um, we created a spider, like a, a spider scene with groves and battlements hidden into the groves in the uh, BLP Joint Kingdom. Uh, JJ Co and I, JJ Dash Ko and I created it, and we hid all of our battlements inside, and we hit we hit some of the other stuff to make it look a little nicer to create a, a true design. And so we we would teach everybody the sweet spots. And a lot of times, if if you can't harvest it correctly, the, like the first couple times, if you exit the realm and re-enter the realm and you go to hit it, it'll harvest. Nine times out of ten on the first try, so that's how I do it. I'm not sure uh, how you do it, Andrew. Yeah, did you? Andrew, well, I, I, were you stacking obviously before the orb came along? Oh yeah, definitely. I had. Um, I, I definitely got into the whole Ruby Grove games. I game. I had you know stacks in every realm, and you know it'd take about uh, you know ten to fifteen minutes to harvest them all. Because yeah, it is really hard to find that sweet spot. I know what you're talking about. But usually, what you can do is. Um, uh, if you if you look at where the coin bubble is, usually if usually the sweet spot will be directly under that coin bubble. And so what you want right. to do is aim for the base of that building um, under the coin bubble. So it's 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 kind of it's different with every building. For example, with the lighthouses, the coin bubble is way up high because the building is so tall. But you have to be clicking on the base. So you want to go like way down where you expect the base to be of that lighthouse that you're trying to harvest and click there. Right, and it's basically the same. It's basically almost the same sweet spot you use when you're trying to stack it. Exactly, is, is what I found is, is the base. Well, guys, I tell you what, I don't want to jinx us because so far so good. We haven't crashed. I think our file is still intact, but we have so much more to cover. We've got to get into super stacking and all of these tips you guys have. So I tell you what, we'll do. How about if we're going to call this part one? I'm going to wrap up this podcast, but if you'll both stay with me, let's go ahead and report, record a part two, and we're going to make two podcasts out of this. Okay? Sounds good. Sounds good? Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, then, thank you so much for joining me. This has now turned into Stacking 101 Part 1. So thank you so much to uh, to Doug and Andrew for helping me do this. A reminder um, to check out Facebook.com slash WeRulers. Great Facebook page there for, for folks that love the game. And then, of course, the fan forums that we've talked about are mojo-farm.com. 
and then ngmocogames.com and you'll be able to connect with a lot of uh, rulers there. NGMoco Games also has blogs um, so those are some of the blogs that we're talking about and then what I'll do is when I post this um, uh, podcast when it's available on the podcast page I'll be sure and put links um, to the video that uh, Doug was talking about the tails. Right, that video can be found. Excuse me, real quick. That video can be found just searching in YouTube. I just looked it up. We rule stacking. Okay. And it's the first one that comes up twelve thousand views. Okay, we rule stacking in YouTube, and I'll also put a link to the um, blog that Andrew brought up. I had totally forgotten about that blog, and and I used to read it. It was I don't know how I must have lost the bookmark or something, but I will put a link there too, so that to make it easier for you guys listening to find those. And also remember, also at Mojo Farm, check out iMaiden's um, videos on how to make how to edit an image and layer different images um, to create a banner for your signature on the forum. So thanks again. Enjoy the game. Happy ruling and have a beautiful day. Mm-hmm.